What's up all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother and I'm here with another episode for the Sexperience Podcast. Of course, before I get into my podcast episode, if you want to tap into your erotic desires, wants, and needs, <laughs> and want to figure out a good foundation to how to fulfill it, book a session with me at www.fairyintimate.com. Bada bing, bada boom, ba bam. Because no point in going into a long spill about it because you heard all my other episodes. You already know what I'm about and what I do. But let's get into this episode because y'all, Arizona was a motherfucking vibe. But okay, so for those who don't know, I am in grad school. I am in school for marriage and family therapy getting my master's in marriage and family therapy because I personally find enjoyment. I find true peace in hearing others' stories and what my perception of therapy was originally because of my experiences with therapists before my recent therapist was... um, therapists give advice on what you're supposed to do in life in order to quote unquote heal from your problems or quote unquote solve your issues ever since I've started my program excuse me excuse me ever since I started my program I have learned and learned loose gosh there we go I have learned and I'm learning how to not do that so therapists technically don't give advice and if your therapist is giving advice then eh, whatever but technically therapists aren't supposed to give advice what the job of a therapist is is to co-author your resolutions meaning or your solutions meaning um you go to your therapist and you say hey I have been dealing with this type of trauma for blank, 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 blah, blank. And the trauma is blank, 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 blah, blank. So in the moments that you have sessions with your therapist, they're not saying, oh, you need to go meditate to heal from your problems. You need to go do this. You need to go do that. You need to go do this, blah, 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 blah. What they would do is they would suggest coping mechanisms and you will be the one to say yay or nay if you agree with that method if you disagree with that method if that method is great for you what are some of the things you have tried and what are your religious values what are your spiritual values like it's really a very in-depth conversation and the therapist's job is just to listen to you and give you an outlet to your issues and your problems or whatever, even if you just want somebody to talk to about your lifestyle and you feel like maybe this is not something that you really want to share with friends. This is more like personal and or it's not even just about being personal. It's just probably there's a situation or there are situations that you don't want to share with others and you do want to have a release, have someone to talk to confide in and that is the job of the therapist and so basically your therapist shouldn't be giving you advice and I learned that um 
I learned that all throughout my graduate school journey. But so, boom, now that that's out of the way. Arizona. So, because I'm in grad school at Capella, um, depending on your program for your master's degree or um, psychology degree, I mean, not psychology, doctoral or master's degree, you will have to attend this thing called a residency. And a residency track one, and there's residency track two. And what it does is some of the programs you can't do everything you need to do online sometimes you need to be in person face to face speaking with other therapists speaking with people who are in your field already who have not only mastered your field but they've been in it for so such 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 a long time you want to meet people like that so they can verbally tell you face to face what happens, how this field operates, what's going on, what are some of the great things, what are the highs, what are the lows, and blah, 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 blah. So, hence why I went to Arizona. And when I first got there, so this is like a story time slash learning lesson slash a whole bunch of things within one. So when I first got to Arizona, first of all, I went, or my plan was to get there somewhat of a day early, but um, the way flights are set up these days, there was a layover. So I drove to Orlando and then flew to Texas. And then after Texas, flew to Arizona. First of all, Southwest did not know this. Southwest is basically, it's not one of those airlines where they um, have, give you assigned seats. Southwest, basically, you buy your ticket and depending on what kind of ticket you have, you either you are either class A, class B, or class C. Class A basically boards the plane first. And typically the people who are class A are um, senior citizens, military, business class, whatever the case may be. Class B then boards the plane and basically you sit wherever you want to. So class A gets on the plane, they sit wherever they want to sit at. Class B then comes in and sits wherever they want to sit at. And Class C, you fill in the last remaining seats. So I personally feel like Southwest is one of those airlines where if you're traveling by yourself, that's one of those. But like if you want assigned seats, if you want to specifically be in a specific seat, like you want to sit next to the window, you want to sit on the end, you want to sit in, like if you want to sit in certain seats, I feel like Southwest is that thing. Anyways, but neither here nor there. So, don't get to Arizona. First of all, let me say this. I let I we flew cuz Dre went with me. We flew out of Orlando at 6 o'clock. Yeah, 6 o'clock, 6 5 o'clock, whatever. We didn't get to Arizona until 12 o'clock. And note, tw- Arizona is 3 hours behind Florida. That's a lot of fucking traveling. And then on top of that, from Jacksonville to Orlando, it's a two-hour drive. So you do the math. I did a lot of traveling. I was slightly annoyed. Slightly. But, you know, neither here nor there. I stayed at my friend Jasmine's house. I met her. It was, doesn't matter how I met her. But I stayed at my friend Jasmine's house. Me and Dre got a a, a car rental. Boom. Skr, skr, drove to Jasmine's house. Bye, 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 bye. So first official day in Arizona me and him woke up and did a hike or went on a hike whatever the case may be and so I thought the hike was 
it's like 340 steps ver laps of victory victory laps something like that it's in like it's close to buckeye arizona i went we thought that the 340 steps was the hike then we did the 340 steps and there was more so we was like okay let's go and then there was a sign that was like beware of rattlesnakes so i was very timid to like finish or go higher up because it's like it's rattlesnakes and if anybody i'm saying this in general if anybody know what you supposed to do when you see a snake that rattles please let me know because like there was no hiking experts there it literally does it says on the sign though like hike at your own risk this is for expert hikers a b c d e f g and the hike itself it's not hard you have different levels where you can do like a very easy mild hike you have a very moderate intermediate hike and then you have like the advanced one regardless you're in a mountain in arizona there's snakes and then i have a friend like a childhood friend who lives there or childhood friends because it's him and his brother and his best friend they live on the west coast now they have told me like it's not just snakes you need to worry about like there's other um insects reptilian animals uh, that are poisonous that you should also worry about so i'm just like shit i love nature and i love to be outside but i really don't know what you're supposed to do when you see like a tarantula or if you see a scorpion what are you supposed to do when you see a rattlesnake and it's like yeah they have crisis hotlines and all this other kind of stuff but i still want to know what to do so i went up the hike as much as I was comfortable with because me and Dre was like yeah baby let's keep going let's keep going I'm with it let's keep going let's keep going and I was with it too but I was just scared because I'm like babe if we see a rattlesnake what the fuck are we supposed to do like on a very serious tip what are you supposed to do so yeah if you know what to do when you see like you know poisonous animals insects whatever please let me know because now I want to take like a hiking course so I can know what to do. Because I definitely wanted to go to the tippity top. And I want to go back to Arizona to hike more. Because those mountains and the views. Oh my God. Like you guys, if you ever get a chance to go to Arizona, the view and you want and you like to go hiking or you like nature, the views are impeccable. That was the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. And I, and I know my demographic, uh, some people live in Georgia. So if you've been to Stone Mountain and you've gone all the way to the type literally arizona has nothing on stone mountain like nothing i mean not no i said that wrong stone mountain has nothing on arizona's mountains those are higher and they're in the sights are oh my gosh it was so pretty like literally everything felt like an ant so boom whatever then it kind of fucked me up a little bit because i'm thinking like oh me and dre went on this hike we were gone for an hour Blah, 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 blee, blah, blay. Ciao. I forgot, like, the whole three-hour time difference, and we weren't really on our phone. Like, we were on our phone. We took pictures, and we, like, um, took moments, like, for Instagram and stuff. But then I was just like, hmm, I wonder what time it is. Like, let's head back down. We head back down, and I look at the time. Ciao. It is 8.47 in the morning. 8.47 in the fucking morning i'm like wait a minute 
And we woke up. And it's crazy because now that I think about it, like, I remember putting on my Instagram story, like, at 5 o'clock, if the sun was out. So that messed me up internally because I'm like, well, I've never had the sun be out at 5 o'clock. And then on top of that, Arizona, again, is three hours behind Florida. So it's really 8 o'clock in my brain or my body is um, digesting this as 8 o'clock. But it's 5 o'clock there. So I'm like, okay, boom, we get up. Arizona is a legal state is a legal state if you catch my drift if you know what I do then you understand what I'm saying so I definitely like partaked in that before I went on my hike that made the hike 10 times better can't even lie can't even lie um so yeah then 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 after the hike we had went to go get some breakfast so we was like okay let's try like authentic uh Arizona things don't remember exactly where I had breakfast at I just know I had this nice ass croissant with uh, a vegan patty vegan cheese vegetarian cheese whatever you call it it's vegan or vegetarian cheese like I had a vegan sandwich basically except with wheat bread no it was on it was on a croissant bread and then Dre had basically the same thing except his stuff wasn't vegan it was (laughs) normal I guess that's the way you can say it and so I was just like dang we going through the day kind of quickly so boom go back to my friend's house because her and her husband was asleep mm-hmm. go back to her house and then my first day of class was on wednesday and it was only for two excuse me it was only for two hours so i just spent those two hours um no i just spent the rest of the time just basically waiting for class to start she cooked this breakfast she was so sweet the best house guest and i'm, I'm sad that because of how everything was set up my body shut down every single okay we're gonna get into that but um yeah she made us breakfast and stuff again and it was cool because basically by the time she made us breakfast it was basically lunch so me and him chilling blah 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 blah. he's editing videos because he's a well he's been an editor for hazel if you guys know who hazel is then you know that's like my bestie bitch my favorite porn star of all time (laughs) my top five and she ain't number five four three or two (laughs) um he dre edits for hazel now or he's been editing for her so he was editing his um content i was going over some logistics for my stuff and just getting life ready so then boom first day of class finally comes first of all from buckeye all the way to phoenix baby that's a little drive but it was cool. It wasn't cool every single day. I'm not even gonna cap to you. That shit was kind of annoying because it felt because it was an hour because of traffic, especially the times that I had to travel. Because all the other days it was 8 a.m. to 5. I was in I was in class from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. nonstop. Like there was there was one break, but other than that, like one big break. But there were other breaks in between. But <laughs> regardless, still. So, anyways. Um, first day of class, I meet all my classmates. First of all, fucking love them. Um, freaking love them. They're the best. They're freaking awesome. Literally, when I say I love them, I love them. Um, I, I had already had communications with a few of them, 
because we had joined a Zoom call with our professor and was talking about like, oh, our expectations and all this other kind of stuff. So I connected with a few of them, but I just had to get everybody else's phone number. (laughs) And so in meeting my classmates, like the first day, we just talked about ourselves a little bit. A lot of them are parents. Some are married, some are just in relationships and some are divorced or single whatever the case may be, and listening to their stories as to why they wanted to be a therapist, I was like, oh, damn, like, I vibe with that, I connect with that, and I heard some of their struggles and all this other kind of stuff, so a summary of what happened these past five days, literally, we did um, activities where we had to role play as therapist and client. And so it gives everyone a taste of or how difficult, not difficult, because clients aren't difficult. But the thing is, how can I say this? Because I had to learn that sometimes, not sometimes, I have to learn that words are powerful. And when you say things a certain kind of way, they can offend people. And as a therapist, that's not your job. It's kind of against your job or it's against your ethics to offend people. So I don't want to say clients are difficult, but clients, they go through a lot of things in life that causes them to be very reserved on certain subjects. And because of their reservation, they need time to build that client to therapist relationship in order for things to work out a certain kind of way. So boom, that's what I'm trying to say. So because of that, we did different like therapeutic models and different role play scenarios with each other in small groups so that way one person can see what it's like to be the therapist and the other person knows what it's like to be a client or they everyone has a taste of their own medicine and we talked about privilege we talked about um how to handle clients that are so many different characteristics that that goes against our moral code we talked about the code of ethics of course and so many other things and i really connected with like my classmates we even had a we had like several tear moments because especially in the conversation that we had about privilege um one of the my classmates are very diverse let me say that if you saw my Instagram story like you see the pictures of them or like them in my reel they're very diverse individuals all of us are not black all of us are not white all of us are not Hispanic like we're very they were very diverse it was a lot of women shout out to Hayes for being like the only male classmate um some of us are or some of them are not heterosexual or their uh pronouns are not she her he him you know, so we had to learn a lot of boundaries and a lot of respect values and a lot of other factors and stuff like that that really play a major role to is to how we have relationships with other people, which also plays a role as to how we have a relationship with our clients. Anyways, but one of the um <clears throat> there were like two big tear jerking moments. One was about like privilege because one of my classmates um she, I don't want to say she wasn't aware and she's not racist. So I definitely want to like put that disclaimer. But it was a slight form of micromanaging where statements were made that 
could seem like you're having a normal conversation or you're just saying something just because, but you're actually offending people. And to like give it in an easier way, it's basically she was a white, she it Nina was, she is, she is a white woman and made a statement that, you know, if you're micromanaging, it could offend some minorities. Just that, that's just that. And in her statement, my other classmate heard it. And because of the statement that was made, um, we just had a com- we had a very in-depth conversation about privilege. And I appreciated the conversation because I personally did not catch the I didn't catch the statement because I wasn't honestly paying attention. That's just me. I was paying attention in class because it was like one of those like sidebar statements. So it's like if some people are having sidebar conversations and stuff like that, I'm not going to tune in to somebody else's conversation. I didn't personally catch the statement, but because it was like discussed in front of the entire class, the conversation ended up leading to like, you are a white female. And even though because you are a female, you have lesser privilege than the white male, you still have more privilege than the black female. And we're not... and. If you want to come in my DMs and talk about it, we can. But I think we all should know by now. And we see how the world is today. But that is a very, very, very true-ass statement. But when we had the conversation about privilege, our professor, he is a white male. And he did a great job with demonstrating intervention-like therapeutic models. And how to not forcefully express your opinion or your thoughts and just communicate and so we had this very in-depth conversation about privilege and how it works and how it's viewed in the scope of a black person in the scope of of a minority and how it's viewed in the white female perspective and just the conversation really showed a lot of strength between two women to have a conversation about because you're white you are able to do things and because I'm black I have to carry myself a certain kind of way just so I don't get stereotyped and the other tear-jerking moment that was one of the tear-jerking moments and the other tear-jerking moment was of course the last day and that was sad that hurt my heart because it was like damn I feel like I live a double life and I say that because um my stomach hurt I say that because when I am here in Florida I have a job if you know what my job is you know my job is and my job is not within my career field a hundred percent and having to meet a bunch a group of people who are in my who not are in but who are working towards my career field meeting people who are in my career field like seeing my career slap me peripheral slap me in the face it made me sad because I'm like damn this is what I want this is where I want to be and I now have to basically say goodbye or I'll see you later to all these wonderful people just to 
go back and live the life that I really don't care for anymore. And so saying goodbye to my classmates or see you later, but it was basically a goodbye. Saying goodbye to them was really, really hard because we spent five days together literally having in-depth conversations, creating awesome relationships, learning how to be the client and learning how to be the therapist, talking to my professor even. It was a lot of amazing, beneficial things for me as a person and for me as a growing therapist. And so just seeing all of that unfold, it really broke my spirit. Like I was like, damn, I really am about to leave. And so, like, on the last day of class, we spent... The last day of class was four hours. So, we spent basically three of those hours um, telling each person individually how we felt about them and what we see in their future and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. There have been moments where I have... um, What am I trying to say? There have been moments where I have been, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Well, I doubted myself. Maybe that's just, that's just that. I've doubted myself as a sex educator or as a, um, a future sex therapist because eh, just simple things that's happened, not simple, but things because of, because of things that's happened in my past. Sometimes when I'm going through my healing journey or I'm going through the process of like, you know what, I'm redefining who I am. I am not the person that I was and this is not the person that I no longer want to be. This is who I truly am and how I feel about myself. So I'm going to utilize this and present this as who I am because it's truly who I am. Sometimes doing that, it takes a lot of strength and courage to basically say, fuck, um, some people and some of the things that I am accustomed to just to have the life that I want. And that's why I put on my, um, on my reel for Instagram, I'm living the life. I'm doing the things I want and need to live the life that I deserve. And I've always wanted to work in sex education, sex therapy, but I was very scared to do so because of my upbringing, because of my religious beliefs and how others viewed it like so many other factors really played a role as to how I view myself as a person and I was scared to view myself that way as a therapist because what what am I supposed to do like what can I do and my classmates after meeting me for only five days gave me more reassurance than I thought I needed Like, I needed reassurance on some things, and I didn't know I needed that until I met these classmates, until they started talking to me, engaging with me, and a lot of them, not a lot of them, all of them, gave me, like, positive words and literally said everything that I wanted to hear from others And I never got a chance to hear it. And I I do have friends who definitely support me in my endeavors. I have friends who have said to me like, oh, Selena, Fairy, whatever. You are doing an amazing job. So proud of you. Look at your accomplishments. You're great. You're fantastic. You'll be an awesome blah, blah, blah. Like I've had 
friends tell me that stuff. And friends are awesome and amazing. But sometimes that's not what I want to hear from my friends. It's other people I want to hear it from. And I'm not just saying it's family. But it's just... Sometimes you want to hear how good you're doing from others. Not just people who basically are within your inner circle. Because you you would expect people within your inner circle to support you anyways. And just the reassurance that I got, it made me cry. Because I'm a little punk. (laughs) But it just made me cry and it made me also feel a lot more appreciated. And I view... Um, myself differently I view my therapeutic journey differently and yeah I'm really excited about being a therapist or becoming a therapist I'm excited about my life going through my licensure process I'm still contemplating if I want to get my PhD only because um just the just basically going back to school that's all it really is to it it's going back to school and being in school for a certain time frame again that kind of like scares me but at the same time i know that this is something that i've always talked about doing since i was a kid i've always said since i was a kid that i wanted to get my doctorate and if i do have the opportunity then why not take it and i know that um with my intelligence and my experience not only will I be able to get into a doctoral program, but I'll be able to like find my foot in my place in life and I'll be able to make my stamp on, you know, those people. So, um, yeah, that was my grad school residency experience. And that was my, my Colorado. That's my Arizona experience. I had a whole lot more experiences than that. I met up with a childhood friend. Me and him have been friends since, (laughs) since we were like five and we linked up. I got to see his baby, his brother, his best friend growing up. Like, it was just fun. It was a very amazing trip. And it was the trip that I needed to basically reestablish myself as a person. And yeah, it gave me all the boosting confidence that I needed in this world. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I can't wait to see you on the next one. Bye.